You know, I think sometimes we forget. We think that Easter is um, a single day, um, but in reality, we celebrate Easter for six weeks. This is the uh, second Sunday of Easter, and I think sometimes we get in our mind that those first disciples um, saw the risen Christ and the light bulb went off in their heads and they all understood everything that Jesus had taught. And yet, if we pay attention to Scripture, we realize that is not what happened. In fact, Jesus spent uh, 40 days walking the earth after his resurrection from the dead, appearing to his disciples. And depending on, on how you count the appearances, he appeared to his disciples 10 to 15 different times in that 40 days because he continued to need to, to share with them and to enlighten them and to help shape their understanding of God and God's scripture and of the Messiah. And so we're going to take a look today at one of those stories that I, uh, one, of my, uh, one of the most favorite stories of, in Scripture, I think, is from Luke uh, chapter 24, beginning in verse 13 and going to verse uh, 35. It is often um, called the walk to Emmaus. And, and it is an account of events that happened on that a Sunday in which Jesus rose, in which they discovered the empty grave. And so I invite you to hear these words from Luke 24, beginning in verse 13. On that same day, two disciples were traveling to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And while they were discussing these things, Jesus himself arrived and joined them on their journey. But they didn't recognize that it was Jesus. And he said to them, what are you talking about as you're walking along? They stopped, their faces downcast. The one named Cleopas replied, are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who is unaware of the things that have taken place over the last few days? And he said to them, what things? They said to him, the things about Jesus of Nazareth. Because of his powerful deeds and words, he was recognized by God and all the people as a prophet. But our chief priest and our leaders, they handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the one who would redeem Israel. All these things happened three days ago. But there's more. Some women from our group have left us stunned. They went, they went to the tomb early this morning, and they didn't find his body. They came to us saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who told them he is alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women said, but they didn't see Jesus. And then Jesus said to them, You foolish people, your dull minds keep you from believing all that the prophets talked about. Wasn't it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things? And then enter into his glory. Then he interpreted for them the things written about himself in all of scripture. Starting with Moses and going through all of the prophets. 
When they came to Emmaus, he acted as if he was going on ahead. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us. It's nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. After he took his seat at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, weren't our hearts on fire when he spoke to us along the road, when he explained the scriptures for us? They got up right then and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and their companions gathered together, and they were saying to each other, the Lord really has risen. He appeared to Simon. And then the two disciples described what had happened along the road and how Jesus had made himself known to them as he broke the bread. Everyone with ears to hear, hear the word of God and respond this day. This is such an awesome story because it begins with these two followers of Jesus who had witnessed his teaching had witnessed his suffering and his death and his crucifixion, who found themselves with hopes that had been shattered. They find themselves worried because the one who they thought to be the Messiah, they now realized wasn't the Messiah. Their very faith had been shaken to the core because you see the one they thought was the Messiah and their conception of God had clashed and one had to give either Jesus wasn't the Messiah or their conception of God and the Messiah were wrong. And they find themselves disappointed as they say the one who we thought would redeem Israel has been crucified. You see, they had not yet to understand uh, that the redemption of Israel could come in a way different than they expected or anticipated. And as they're going on this journey in their sadness, they encounter this stranger. And this stranger kind of laughs at them to some extent. Because as they tell the story about what has happened, if you're familiar with Luke and the rest of the Gospels, in essence, they recount the story in the exact way that Jesus told them that it would happen three times in his teaching. He told them that the Son of Man, the human one, that the Messiah is going to be handed over, is going to be rejected by the religious leaders and condemned and handed over to the Roman officials to be crucified. And he would rise on the third day. And they tell the story, they just don't get this concept of resurrection. They don't even realize that they are recounting the story that Jesus had told them would happen. And so this stranger 
Jesus, who happens to be Jesus, comes alongside of them and begins to to talk with them and begins to share with them a a different conception of God than what they are talking about. Begins to share with them a different interpretation of the scripture that they were so certain that they understood because they were certain that a Messiah would come and set up an earthly kingdom just like the kingdom of David and that all of the Israelites and all of the Jewish faith would come together in Israel and they would throw off the Romans and they would rule once again from Jerusalem this earthly kingdom. He began to unpack for them a different understanding of the Messiah than what they had understood. And so as he unpacks this for them, I I see them intently listening to Jesus and what Jesus has to say. Part of me wishes that Luke had written a couple of more chapters and really articulated what it was that Jesus said to these disciples about the Old Testament so that I could use it over and over again with people today. But if I pay close attention to the story, you know what I notice? Jesus, the best storyteller that ever existed, Jesus who understood and could interpret Scripture better than I ever hoped to interpret Scripture, after he unpacked Scripture to them, I would have expected the two disciples to say, Eureka, I understand it now, and to take off running back to Jerusalem in that moment, and yet that is not what happens. Now the good news is, uh, that what another thing that doesn't happen is they don't look at this stranger and say, "Man, you are crazy. You are talking heretical things. You are you are talking about scripture in ways that make no sense. Get away from us." I think that's what we often do today when our conception of God clashes with the experiences that we have. Instead of contemplating it and allowing the Spirit to work within us, we run away and we say, you can't say those things. But what we see with these first disciples is that they continue to listen and remain open to what Jesus is saying to them. And beyond that, they extend the hospitality. I just wonder what might have happened if instead of extending hospitality, if they would have said, let's just let this guy go on because he is nuts. I wonder what might have happened, but that's not what they did. They invited Jesus to stick around, and so maybe someplace in their hearts, in the depths of their soul, they knew that there was something that this stranger had said that was true. They knew that they needed to hear more. They knew that their eyes needed to be opened a little wider, and so they invited him to stay. And I find it interesting, it's not that Jesus continues with his teaching, but it's in the midst of remaining in fellowship with Jesus, in sharing a meal with him, in Jesus picking up the bread, blessing it, breaking it, and giving it to them, that suddenly their eyes are opened. And they realize that the very stranger in their midst is the crucified Jesus who is alive. And in that moment, he disappears. 
they don't hesitate to turn around, and this time, I'm sure they did double time as they hustled this seven miles back to Jerusalem to share what they had heard and seen and encountered. See, this is a wonderful story of two disciples of Jesus beginning their day with heavy and sad hearts. Mainly because their misconception of God and the Messiah and what God could and would do was muddled up. They needed to remain in connection with Jesus so that he could continue to unpack the scripture to them. So that they could continue to understand more fully of God's ways. And then finally... In encountering Jesus' presence with them, their eyes are opened. And instead of proclaiming the one who we thought was the Redeemer has been crucified, they began to proclaim they crucified him. And that's the way God chose to redeem Israel and all of the world. Not in the ways of the world, but in the ways of God. You see, they began to understand that God entered into humanity's suffering and took that upon himself, and that in his teaching, God was inviting his disciples to do the same thing. To deny ourselves, to take up our cross, and to follow Jesus wherever he goes. Allowing the Spirit to open up our eyes more fully each and every day. Not putting God in a box. But being open to the ways that God works and the new possibilities that God creates. You see, I think today we need to continue to allow God to speak to us so that we can take the God that we have put in a box, so we can take those stories about God uh, that have become so entrenched in our heads and yet maybe aren't as true to Scripture, those beliefs that we have that are as deep as some of those first disciples about the way that the, that the Messiah might work and that we might expose them to Scripture and we might expose them to the Spirit and we might begin to learn that the only thing that's for certain is when we put God in a box and think we've got him all figured out and think that he cannot act in the world except in ways that I think he can act, he surprises us and shocks us and comes alongside of us and invites us to join him in the new and different things he is doing in this world. Christ is risen. Christ is alive, and God continues to create new possibilities for us, even in the midst of crisis and difficulties. Nothing is too difficult for God. Nothing can God not bring life out of. And so may we, like the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, allow our eyes to be open to what God is doing this day. May it be so 
in our lives and in our hearts. Amen.